Hi there, I'm Kylie Mowbray-Allen from Hello Media. And I'm Jenny Walk from Elephant in the Room Consulting, and you're tuning into Bite Size Business Life Podcast, the show that helps business owners get clarity and insight to grow their dream business. Whether you're launching, ready to scale, or figuring out what's next, we discuss the nitty-gritty, the hard bits, the opportunities, and the behind the scenes, and share how we've grown our own companies and helped others do the same. We're glad you're here. Hi there, this is Jenny Wolf from Elephant Room Consulting and Kylie Mowbray Allen from Hello Media. And you're tuning in to the Bite Size Business Live podcast, the show that helps small business owners get clarity and insight to grow their dream business. Hello, Kylie. It's Monday. So you will have been on Zoom all day teaching amazing things. Tell us what's happening in your world. Uh, I actually started just before six this morning so I could finish this presentation because it was my last of the free workshops for the year. So I spent way too much time on it, but um, I loved the result, which was awesome. It was all about video and the words you need to say to in your first three seconds to capture attention and, you know, all that good kind of stuff. That's amazing because when we do videos, we kind of forget that kind of psychology around people watching videos, don't we? We sure do. And so many people start a video with, hi, uh, well, you know, like we do for this, but this is different because this is a specific purpose. But, you know, if you're thinking about a short reel where you're talking and you start with, hi, I'm Kylie Mowbray-Allen and I'm a digital marketing coach and blah, blah, blah. And you've lost them because what's yeah. in it for them? Nothing. So you need to start with you. And if you can do you twice, so different forms of you, so your you, you will, you know, any, any of that kind of stuff, if you can do that twice, you capture 97% of the people oh in the first three seconds, whereas it's 66% if you say you once in the first three seconds. And, of course, if you don't say it at all, then... So we need to be saying tonight you're going to learn the difference between selling and providing a solution and how it's going to help you build your business without feeling ickier about selling. Yeah. You're telling us today. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I love that. I love it. See, application, learning application. So we are tonight talking about selling and providing a solution. You and I have talked a lot around our the psychology of selling and how we feel about the concept of selling to clients and what that means versus providing a solution. So I am so excited about tonight's chat, which is something that, yes, you and I have been talking a lot in the background. So this conversation around selling versus providing a solution, I have a very clear mantra around what that means, but what does it mean to you, Kylie? Oh, gosh, I was having a, quite, a, quite a heated argument with someone about it the other day who was so passionate about the word selling and so much about empower yourself to really embrace selling and blah, 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 like selling makes the world go round and I keep saying Selling triggers me. The word sales just doesn't gel with me. I don't like it. And wow, they were really intense. I didn't realize at the time they were a sales coach. <laughs> but that said, the sales coach that you and I used to have a number of years ago, he totally got my uh, unpleasantness around that word. And he totally embraced when I was like, oh, why don't I just replace that word with helping? He's like, yeah, that could work. Anyway, I said this to this woman and she's like, absolutely not. Selling is not helping. <laughs> so, I love, I'm interested by that because when I look at 
when I think of thinking about business success and what we're trying to do, for me particularly, I'm trying to create impact, right? So if I'm trying to, trying to create impact, selling and working with clients isn't just about sales for me. It's not just about money. It's not just about revenue. It's about solving problems, adding value, changing the world, you know, creating, you know, broader impact, those ripples that we talk about. That seems often very esoteric, but for me, it's a real driving force for my business. So if I was only focused on selling people and the term selling to me is about a revenue, it's an exchange piece. So selling to me is about I'm going to fill my car with petrol so they're selling me fuel so my car can run, right? Yeah, and when but when you look at the ads, even around petrol ads, they're not talking about filling your car up and selling fuel. They're talking about the value it does to your car and the kilometres and the time with your family because their petrol's got to get more miles or more kilometres per gallon or litres per mile, whatever it is, right? And so even when we're looking at ads, they're not selling you fuel because really we're saying, you need fuel for your car for it to run. Done. But we have 10 different providers, so we have to think, well, what's the differentiation? And to me, that's the difference between selling something, saying, hey, buy this, it's awesome, versus this is going to solve a problem that you didn't even know you had and it's going to change your world and it's going to add value to life and whatever else it is. All of a sudden, I'm interested. It's that you versus me problem, isn't it? I totally agree with you and I love that you've brought up about the petrol analogy because in my tiny wee village of Bangalore here on the northern New South Wales far north coast, um, we have two petrol stations in our little village. The bottom one down the bottom of town um, has always had people that come out and do your petrol for you and they ask if you want your oil and water checked and they do all the things and you have a lovely chat and then you go inside because you've got a bit of spare time while they're doing the petrol and you might grab a drink and you might grab something else and they often have avocados and you know bits and pieces and they're a tiny tiny little petrol station but they also sell firewood and some plants so I always end up with extra things. The one at the top of town until recently has been really pretty crusty. It was always virtually nothing on the shelves. The guy wouldn't get out from behind his desk or his counter. It always smelled of cigarettes. And it really wasn't really much of a vibe going on. Now, interestingly enough, I never looked at the prices between the two. I just automatically went to the bottom one every time without fail because I just loved the experience. Now, two things have happened. The first one is that they no longer come and help people. They stay behind the counter and that's their job. And that is a shock because <laughs> I'm not saying you shouldn't do it yourself, but it's a lovely customer service experience. And it's a little bit like yesteryear, isn't it? Like back yeah. in the day when, when my mum was learning to drive and they were doing her petrol. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, kind of time that that happened, the top petrol station got sold completely revamped, looks absolutely glorious, sells an incredible range of stuff, really particularly around eco and environmental things, handmade earrings, all kinds of stuff, bakery goods, coffees, you name it. So what do you think happens now? If I'm in a rush and I'm not thinking, I'll go to the bottom one because it's just my automatic reflex. But if I put any thought into it, I'm going straight to the top. And again, I haven't looked at the price. I felt about the experience. So there you go. The helping really comes into effect there rather than the selling. It really does. But I also think that the, I like to look at another distinction in that 
Sales is short-term. Sales transactional, right? So you're looking at volume transactions. So when we look at even online courses, when we look at PDF downloads, that kind of I'm, I'm selling something to you for $9.95, but looking at the price, it's a transaction. And we're like, oh, it's so inexpensive. It tells me it's going to do these five things. I'm going to buy it. It's a very simple buying decision. It's a sale. We don't actually know. You're not going to spend that much time on a $9.95 download. Does it's like, is this going to be valuable? Should I spend this money? Because it's a simple buying decision. It's, it's like when you buy on websites like Sheen or Timu or whatever it is, those, you know, that's about that's about sales. That's all about just quick transaction, dopamine hit, buy stuff that's inexpensive, make me feel good. It's not a relationship. It's not, it's not serving anything. In some cases, you buy stuff you don't even need. But when we think about the solution piece, and for most people, we're moving into a world where we're interested and we're wondering what our money's doing. We want to know how we're going to spend our money. We're thinking a little bit more about it, and we're interested in the bigger picture. So to me, this is where we talk about solution selling, or we talk about solutions and helping. And if we change that conversation to say, we're here to provide you a solution for X or Y, or did mm. you know that there was this issue? All of a sudden, we're building a relationship and a connection with somebody like your service station used to do and like the new one has is, is starting to do. It starts to say to us, actually, I want to keep coming back. I want to learn more. I want to do more. I want to build more because I can see possibility and opportunity. It's almost like inspiration, right? Absolutely it is. Now, when you look at the cost that they have lost or the, the revenue that they've lost because of not coming out to the Bowser anymore, maybe to them it, it works out. But I'm thinking on average, just from me alone, they're losing a fair bit of money each each week or each fortnight. Yes. So, uh, and imagine if there's many, many more of us doing that exact same thing, not because we dislike them now, but just because we're not getting that extra something special any longer. So now we don't feel as committed or as loyal as we once did. And that's a really key point, isn't it? You no longer feel loyal to that product or service. And if you no longer feel loyal, you're starting to, you know, browse the aisles, look at something else and be like, oh, what else exists there? And all of a sudden you are actually starting to find someone else. You're looking for someone else to satisfy that need that is no longer being given or being satisfied by a product or service that you're doing. And we see that with, you know, hairdressers, we see that with masseuses and any of the kind of service industries. My hairdresser is amazing. I love her. Um, she's phenomenal. She's been in the same location for 20 plus years. Not, not, wow. like, it's amazing. It's like, it's changed. She's revamped. It's updated. She used to drive from the other side of Brisbane to come to her and, and, and work in this location. Not sure why that is, but she's been there for the same place. So at Christmas last year, or maybe just the year before, she decided to offer cocktails at Christmas. So she set up a cocktail station and um, and so they'd have like a cocktail of the month and then they do a, or a drink of the week and all of a sudden people come in, they don't just get their hair cut and I know a lot of other people offer a glass of wine or a beer or something or a soft drink when they're at the hairdressers. But she comes in and she has this lovely little snack station set up. So grab a snack if you're hungry there for three hours getting your hair dyed or straightened or whatever it is have a glass of wine and have our signature cocktail. And because it was received so well by people, she's left it there. So it's always there. So if I go in and it's rushing after lunch between meetings or appointments and I want to grab a cup of, you know, I didn't get a snack or I didn't get something to eat, 
I can go and grab a bag of pretzels or twisties off her off her rack and she can give me a glass of wine or a tea or coffee or a biscuit. But it's about her making me feel relaxed and comfortable. It has nothing to do with doing my hair. It has everything to do with the experience and that's what you were saying. It's extraordinary, isn't it, how much, like, really. And also the other thing about getting your hair done is it's quite hard to see if you shop around online or something, it's hard to see what people are charging or what yeah. they would charge when you're there. So it's actually not based on price usually, is it, unless you're no. going to go to Jack's or something. So the experience that you have and that keeping you going back over and over is beautiful. Yeah. But it's and everything, it's, the whole business. It's the whole thing. It's like the conversation we had two weeks ago about branding, right, branding being the whole business. It's not just the... The, the logo or the images or the colours or the way you talk or anything of those things, it's all of it. To me, the difference between having a solution and offering a solution for people and selling to them is that we're considering the whole experience. In the same way when we do the, when I do the retreats and the three-day masterminds, it's the whole experience. We're not selling them the time per hour of coaching with me because that actually, from, from a point of view, if you looked at that, they'd be getting a ridiculously good deal and I could sell it on that basis, you know, spend three days with me at, you know, whatever at hourly rate. Can't get that if you're coaching with me. But that's not what I'm interested in. I'm interested in the experience of them coming, being pampered, having, you know, support throughout the day, having the team available to support afterwards, feeling nurtured, feeling loved. And people go, actually, this was amazing. And now we have our November workshop and we have people who are relaunching a new business who are coming, you've already been, but it's a new business, it's a new workshop, it's a new experience for them. So it is that how are we changing your lives for better, not just selling you something or giving you a solution? Yes. And, you know, there's a podcast that I listened to that finished, I think, two years ago, <laughs> and I still go back and re-listen to those episodes because the experience of those women, I love the way they interact. I love everything about it. And I just think, again, it's what, how do we feel? So what are the emotions that we have when we're listening or viewing or buying or whatever? Today, something arrived in the mail that I'd ordered um, last week, first time I bought from this online store. And it was lovely that there was a nice postcard. There was a little flyer in there about the backstory of the brand just in case I hadn't looked at it on their website, et cetera. There was a little bag of lollies. I was like, oh, there was wrapped in tissue paper. It just felt good. It really did. And the last online shopping experience I had was nothing like that. So it just goes to show no matter what, if there's a little bit of effort and a little bit of personalised something, what a difference it can make to wanting you or helping you feel loyal and wanting to go back. And so I think one of the challenges there is it's one of those trigger points that your customer is looking for or your client or your partner is looking for when you're wanting to shift from that kind of sales mindset into a solution mindset. To me, it's about saying, well, what is it my customer is missing? What are they missing from their normal experience? And you just said that I want to feel special. I want to be wowed. So how can I ch even change what I'm doing? As you said, it's still a transaction. You're buying something. You could argue that's a transaction. It's just selling. 
But as soon as you add something extra and change the experience into something more, you've now got them hooked. You've now got them connected with you beyond that. And now every time they buy it, it's like, what does the wrapping look like? What does the box look like? What is the little note that I'm getting? How do we make it special? So if your client is looking for something to make them feel special or seen or noticed, then you can easily do that with, a comp- with you know, as you say, packaging. But if you've got that idea of like you and I, we're selling services around building education and building understanding and capability and confidence in people. So if we're educating and not selling to people, which is what you and I both do, we, we educate about the value and the benefits to their business. We don't just say, do this, you'll make more money. Now, that's a byproduct of being a good business owner. You want to build and grow your business. But understanding the challenges, I think, is what we what often many people who go into business miss. They go, I know it's good. I'm going to sell it to you. You should buy it because it's obvious, isn't it? But it's not obvious to everybody, is it? Absolutely. And I think if you are looking at a way to change it up, if you're listening to this and suddenly go, possibly I do need to be a little more, give a little more. I don't mean giving in terms of money or stuff, just give something a little more. Maybe it's that today all you could introduce would be that you would have a follow-up asking for them for a review a couple of weeks down the track. Or today, for example, after our workshop, We send out a newsletter with all the links that we gave and all the things that we shared in there. And in there, there's also a link to a survey. And we say, we'd love you to fill out the survey and tell us your thoughts. And it also includes things like, what you know, have you got ideas for future workshops and things like that? So that's my little something extra for me to learn from. But it's also giving them opportunity to give feedback where they're not feeling judged in the chat, for example, in the Zoom. I love that because... We, we always forget that aftercare. We've talked about that with customer journey experiences and looking at the way that we build that customer, the, you know, our marketing funnel, our sales funnel um, in that term or our customer journey, which is a much nicer version to me than sales funnel. But I think the key for me is switching from that, that sales, and you can see it everywhere you go. Kmart does it, Target does it, the big box stores, for better term, do it. It's that experience that you're getting. Even my pizza hut, pizza place, not the pizza, the local pizza place, when I call and they give me, I give them, tell me the number of your phone. Hi, hi, Jenny. Great to see you back. What can I get for you? It's a very small thing. They don't remember my order. They don't know who I am. But my name comes up on the system. So they have my address. They know where I'm calling from. And I feel automatically part of the family. And I think that's the difference around solutions. So like even when I used to work in government, when I used to work for corporations and we had to do a sell, a version or a solution, when we said, this is going to help you do better, this is what we don't recommend for you and this is what we do recommend. And we start to think outside the box, not just the first sale. We're not asking you to buy one thing. We're asking you to join us for, you know, two to three years or a lifetime, depending on what you're offering. That doesn't. That requires more than just selling. That requires a relationship. It requires understanding. All the things you talk about when you're talking about building trust with your clients. Yes, absolutely. I I had a funny experience recently with getting new glasses, and I didn't go back to my usual optometrist. I went somewhere very close by, but it had been um, recommended to me by a client, and so I went and I felt so much guilt about turning up there (laughs) and um but what's been really interesting is I haven't even picked up the glasses yet even though they're ready but I've already received two emails just asking how was my experience did I enjoy it you know blah 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 it's like you really care it's really nice 
And I just think that that just that tiny bit of feeling like someone actually gives a shit feels really good. It's not, but it's, it, I, know, I, I think that's so important. And that's the navigation, right? How we shift from this sales mindset, this revenue generation mindset into solutions and into long-term business growth. My business has doubled twice in the last two years because we don't think about the money we're getting from a client. We think about the impact that we're making. We talk about how do we support you? How do we serve you? How do we help build and solve your, your problem in your business? And we do that through our coaching services and what we do. But in doing so, the outcome, the, the back end for us is growth in sales. We're not thinking about that when we sell the product in, when we talk to the client. It's not like, oh, this is going to be worth this much money. It's actually about this is the solution we're solving. This is the relationship we're building. And you know what? It's going to do good for both of us. And because that's always been our focus, I think that's why we're growing and that's why we don't, you know, we don't actively sell our stuff. We get, you know, referrals or people hear from us or they see us speak and they go, oh, I'm interested in what you do. But that shift actually helps you when you don't focus on the number anymore and you focus on what, as a sales manager in my old days, we like to call the inputs, focus on the good things that you put in the box and what will come out of it is an amazing thing, right? It's not, it's that little pinch of love that goes into an apple pie that makes the apple pie amazing, not the pastry and the <laughs> apple that you cooked it with because everyone uses the same pastry and the same apple. Yeah, beautiful. So if you wanted to shift your sales, so I said, for example, I would um, just even do a follow-up and, uh, you know, make a suggestion is just follow up, whether it's asking for a review or asking for their opinion or their thoughts or whatever. What would you suggest for one thing that people could action right now? I think if you're selling a product or a service, the first thing I would do is I would go and have a look at what your ads or what your promotion of that item looks like. And rather than starting with price, lead with how it's going to make that person's life better, more enriched, more valuable, more happy, whatever it is you're selling. Focus on the primary benefit and value to the individual first because if that if they value that the price won't matter mm, nice I think that's a beautiful thing to say I've been speaking about that a number of times recently with regards to can I afford it or do I am I choosing to invest my money elsewhere so yeah. at the end of the day we all make decisions every single minute of the day of where money is being allocated so yeah it comes down to exactly what you said are they valuing what it is that you're offering that so that the money doesn't so much come into it and to me that price point and, I, and as a, for those who are selling products that price decision is around to in my in my experience around that 20 to 25 dollars anything below that it's gonna it's a it's a impulse buy to some extent but once you start to get to $25 is something you buy regularly you start to think of the conversation differently you start to go you know am I getting enough soap out of this bottle compared to this other one and is it the right amount is it worth me paying that money what's the benefit but if you talk about how great it's going to be to your skin or the environment or the smell in your house or everything else around that you suddenly don't think about the price anymore and so I think you're selling a product or service and it's, you know, from a product that $25 or more, not the luxury items. We're just talking your general consumable products, right? $25, $50, those kind of price points. And if you're a coach or service like us, it's about looking at the bigger picture, not just that one coaching session. It's looking at the, how do I want to create a relationship? How do I want to work with this client so that they can actually come back to me every time they have a problem 
I'll be there. I'll be their source of solution. Now, I might not be able to provide that solution, but they're always going to come to me first to see if I can. And that'll, and that builds that trust that you always talk about. Yeah, I love that. Be the go to person. That's a beautiful way to end it. I love it. Whether you are a product or whether you're a solution, be that go to. 100%. And I know there's, we're all thinking about the products now that we always buy without even thinking about the price. And it's only occasionally you go, oh, I'm really paying that. You're like, but you know what? It's worth it because I love it. It makes me feel good. My house smells amazing. I know, well, at least that's what I do anyway. So <laughs> so fun to talk about sales tonight. You know how much we love talking about sales and selling, but more about that solution orientation. How do we build our growth by creating connection with people and you know, navigating that shift away from turn tax and transactions? It's absolutely amazing to chat to you. We're having lots of fun next week. Next Monday, we're going to talk again. If you're tuning with us, tuning in with us tonight, thank you so very much for joining us. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you follow us and don't miss any future episodes and find out when we post new things. So it's such a pleasure, Kylie. We'll see you next Monday night. I look forward to it, Jenny. You have a How do people find you? One website and it will have links to all the places. So join us on social media, but you'll find the links through there. What about you, Jenny? Uh, elephantroomau.com is our website. Same, same. Start there and you'll find us all. For those who missed Kylie's workshop today, please go and find out how you can register and sign up for your workshops for the new year because do not miss those things. Make sure you signed up to her newsletter. Make sure you checked into hellomedia.team because those workshops and those masterclasses are going to change your business between now and the next and the new year. So but we'll see you next Monday, Kylie. Have an amazing I look forward to it. Thanks so much, you two, and that thanks for that lovely shout out. All right, I'll see you all very soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.